Welcome to the Polaris PT Podcast. Join us as we dive into all aspects of health and wellness, from physical and mental to relationships and spirituality with leading experts and luminaries from a broad spectrum of specializations. I'm your host, Dr. Brig Woods, performance physical therapist and owner of Polaris PT and Wellness. On the podcast today, I have Jen Garasimos. Jen is the co-owner and coach at CrossFit Rytho. She discovered CrossFit in 2015, and it was CrossFit that unveiled a natural gift for weightlifting and a fondness towards, specifically, Olympic lifting. She's CrossFit Level 2 certified. She's also USA Weightlifting certified. Outside of the gym, she really enjoys coaching high school diving, getting outside, and spending time with her family, in addition to competing locally in CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting. She also has recently discovered the Tactical Games, and competing in those is now on her radar. So, welcome to the podcast, Jen. Unless I'm in the front of the class. Right. And I, <laughs> I realize now that I'm loud all the time, and my wife was probably right when she was like, you don't know how to whisper. <laughs> She's like, you think you're whispering, and everybody can hear you in church. <laughs> Nothing is secret with you. <laughs> no, yeah, there's zero, zero secrets. Zero <laughs> secrets with me. All right, let's see how those levels are. Well, Jen, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. This is great. <laughs> That awkward segue as we talked about something else and just dove right back into this. No, so uh, Jen, I didn't mention in the intro, but Jen, I guess, how far out are you from surgery? Uh, about eight months or so. Oh, okay. So Jen a had bit. a, was it rotator cuff tear and labral? Yeah, my, just my rotator cuff, my supraspinatus. Okay, so Jen had a rotator cuff tear and actually we were treating her. And yeah. we were making some, but not a whole bunch of progress. And then I was like, yeah, we probably need to go get this looked at. And then you went and saw Doug Klaus, right? Yeah, Dr. Klaus. And and Dr. Klaus uh, is also power, well, he's an Olympic lifter now. He's an Olympic lifter along with his wife. He was big time CrossFitter for a while. Yes. But now not so much. Yeah, but it was nice because he had that level of understanding of my training and where I was at. So he was wonderful do you feel like he treated you like a another person or do you feel like he treated you more like the athlete that you are uh probably more of the athlete okay. um because he understood my drive to want to be back to where i needed to be now did yeah so a question about that i had was like protocols because all docs have protocols and generally it's the same for the general population but there are different i think protocols that they would use for other for more athletic populations but yeah did you how back like what was your what was that like coming out of surgery? It was tough. <laughs> it was right? it was tough. What um, was tough about it? More than was it more mental or physical? Oh, 100%. 100%. It was all mental. Um physical obviously you get frustrated with um you know thinking about not being able to do the things that you could do, you know, 2 weeks prior or whatever, but right. um in reality when I was cleared from the doctor um it was probably th- I would say like 4 months after it was mid February when I was officially cleared from everything. Okay. I was able to go back, pick up a barbell. Um, I was able to do strict pull-ups. Uh, he said I could do kipping or butterfly if my body allowed it. So I was like, okay, I'm cleared in my brain. I'm like, I'm cleared. I'm good. I'm ready. Right. <laughs> Not the case at <clears throat> all. Uh, you go and hang from a barbell and you try to kip or do a toast bar and it's like, Oh, no, nope, my body's not ready. So yeah, you're technically released, but you still very much have to listen to your body. And then that's when the mind games really came into play. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it wasn't even before then. It was not until you're like, yeah, I'm good to go. And then you're like, no, I'm not good to go. Yeah. Which is a thing that people get into all the time. Yeah. Doctors have, so, and, and 
no offense to orthopedic surgeons, but a lot of the time they're not dealing with you on the the day to day. Right. And, and smart of him to be like, hey, you can do what your body's going to allow you to, leaving right. space for, guess what? Your body's not going to allow you to. Yeah. And he, he obviously knew better. <laughs> right. And it was one of those lessons you kind of have to learn on your own. Uh-huh. Um, and patience. Patience was a big thing. And I'm, I'm generally a patient person. But sure. when it came to this, it got very hard come like the five month mark. It's like, okay, it's been five months. I'm ready to rock and roll again. Right. So they but, did. So they did the the rotator cuff repair, supraspinatus. Mm-hmm. Now, were you in a sling? How long were you in a sling for? Only a couple weeks. Oh, not even more than that. No, just like no, two, three it weeks. It was. It was two weeks. It wow. was two weeks max. Um, and then you told me to take it out and move it as much as possible. And I immediately started range of motion, range of motion exercises. Um, didn't have much of a range of motion no. at all. Uh, that was a little weird, kind of a out of body experience, because um, you. You know, you try to raise your arm and you literally only raise it about two inches. And your brain is like, okay, move. Okay, move. And it doesn't move. Have you ever seen Kill Bill 2? I have not. Oh, there's a scene where she like, she's been in a coma for forever. She breaks out of the hospital somehow and she's, but she can't move because she hasn't moved her body in forever. And so she like sits there and stares at her toe and she's yes. like, move, move. It's trippy. And then, it's a weird feeling. <laughs> so did they tell you you could do active range of motion after two to three weeks? Uh, no, it was passive. Okay. So it's all with my other hand using PVC pipe to force my arm up just as far as it could go. Okay. Basically. All right. Um, and then I went right into PT right after that. Okay. Like in the office two to three times a week. Yep. And then they did, uh, after that and then started out just doing passive range of motion and then active assisted. Yeah. And then what kind of stuff were you doing? Because, well, you opted to go obviously cause it was more frequent and, and closer, right? You didn't want to drive the yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I, no, no, I get it. Here. No, no, there's no, there's no shame here. Uh, obviously we still have a relationship cause she's here. So, yes. um, but you know, two to three times a week driving an hour round trip is not ideal. Right. right. So right. went someplace closer to your house. So what kinds of stuff were you doing? Were you doing anything more Olympic lifting specific? there to help you get ready to transition no no no. um i was basically just like a general patient there a lot of banded work um once i was able to move away from that a lot of cable machine type stuff Mm -hmm. dumbbells okay um and they knew me prior to my surgery gotcha Um, i actually took some clients there before so they they knew how heavy i was into the gym and knew how important (laughs) that that piece of my life is to me so um they were they were great yeah great so back to the mental aspect of that you said it didn't really start until you like the, cause I guess in your, was it sort of a, in your mind, you're like, okay, this, I got to get through this piece. And then once I'm cleared, it's going to be okay. This is, yes. this is fine. I can deal with this as long as it's just, this is the final. And then once I can go back, then all is going to be well. Yeah. I thought once I was cleared, I was good to go. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was the game I had to play. So the first Five months or so, I became very much a runner, which I am not at all. Um, got really pretty decent at running. Um, and then did a lot of like belted squats, box mm-hmm. squats, things like that um, to continue to work on my lower body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once once that doctor said, all right, you have you know full range of motion, you're looking pretty great, go for it. Mm-hmm. I was ready to you know start back into muscle-ups and all those fun things and jokes on me. That's... So yeah, so did, <laughs> did, was there ever a point where you're like, forget it? Well, I mean, like, screw it. I'm not. No, I'm too hard headed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm very much a stubborn, stubborn person. If I want something, I'm I'm gonna get after it, no matter 
how much it takes. And, right. and obviously there are good days and there are bad days. There are some days I remember turning to my husband and being like, it's not a good day today. Like I'm frustrated. I'm being hard on myself. Yeah. Like nothing to do with you. It's just, it's just one of those days. Yeah. And he understood and, and was really great through it because if you take away gym from me, it's, it's like therapy for me. Yeah. So you take that away. It's, it's hard. Well, and what's, I think what's hard too for people, cause really this realistically, this was like your first sort of major oh, yeah. injury, right? Oh yeah. And so I don't know about how many other people, you know, that are in the same sort of class as you when it comes to athleticism, but like a lot of people, you guys don't get injured. Right? Like for the most I mean, part. We like to think that we don't. No, but you have little aches and pains and little right. things, right? That you can do with some some flossing yeah. or some mobility work, yeah, right? There's always gonna be general maintenance. Yeah. You know, in your but like a major injury that takes you, sidelines you for a while. Yeah. I find that it for athletes, that is one of the hardest things in the world because so much of our identities yes. are wrapped <laughs> up in how much we can lift or how fast we can do this wad. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that the gym didn't define me and it's, you know, it's an inner battle. I even actually was talking to a member of mine just the other day about going on vacation. Like, why can't we just go on vacation and just enjoy the week away? Right. In the back of my mind, I'm like guilty about, I need to find a gym. I need to find a gym to go drop into. I can't, I can't take a break. It's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. You got to learn to separate yourself and enjoy being in the moment wherever that is, right? So th- th- I think that goes along with you're just so into it. <laughs> well, you know, and I think well, and I think there's a point where it's I want to I want to find a gym because I want to continue moving, yeah. right? And feel healthy versus I'm going to feel guilty and terrible and like bad about myself yes. if I don't work out on vacation. Yes. Like I think there's that healthy balance there, but for a lot of us, that's not the. It's always the shoot. If I don't work out, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm. It's all over. I'm done. Yeah. I feel terrible about myself. That's a problem. No, I mean it's a problem that I. A lot of us have. Have you ever? I don't know if you follow Jacked Memes or not. Uh-uh. Oh, you should. It's a great meme, like weightlifting meme account, but it it totally encapsulates all of the mental <laughs> headspace that weightlifters. It's oh yeah, it's very much and real. Fitness people have. <laughs> So what was that? So obviously, well, who's your, you were, cause you're competing Olympic weightlifting too, right? Or I you am. were, or still are. I am getting back into it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so who, who's your, who's your Olympic coach? Uh, Matt Foreman is. Is he, is that the Brute Lab? No. No. Okay. Uh, Matt Foreman is, uh, he's mainly out of iron athletics um, okay. with August Schmidt. Oh, okay. Um, he's really big out here in yeah. Arizona. Um, he's been in the sport since I believe the 70s oh geez i believe yeah um sorry matt if i got that wrong um matt's probably not listening anyway he might listen to this one but he's probably not listening otherwise he's incredible so i actually just recently it's been on a bucket list for a couple years now and just life hadn't played out i wanted to go get um my level one through usaw Mm -hmm. so get my certification through there and so i was able to do that at the end of january of just this year and matt foreman ran it he was the coach for it uh and i just just something about him. I was like, yep, he's, he's who I want to work with. Um, I had gone to right before I got injured was my first Olympic weightlifting meet back in April of last year. Oh, that was the first time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still fairly new to so this So who sport. was coaching you to that meet? 
Um, that was Adam Poltrock of the Brute Lab. Okay. Um, but he's mainly CrossFit. He's not Olympic weightlifting specialist. Right. So, um, I mean, he's very knowledgeable in no, the 100%. lifts. No, 100%. And look, and he if, got me there. And I was noticing uh, Danny Page has been working out in your yeah, guys' gym. Yeah, yeah, he's back. Danny's and, the best. Yes. Uh, but I know, it, look, if the Brute Lab is good enough for Danny Page. Yes, Adam is brilliant. Then, then the Brute Lab is the real deal because yes. Danny's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. So but he's, anyway, yeah, he's getting shout out to Danny. It. Danny, I'm also, <laughs> Danny also, if you're listening to this, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to get you on here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, in April during the meet, I remember, you know, observing the other coaches and, and seeing how they interact with their athletes and some I'm like, Oh yeah, that's not for me. And others I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll drop in or reach out or whatever. And, um, but then obviously I got injured and that was postponed. So then in January, uh, at the weekend seminar, I was like, yep, this is, this is who I want to work with. Um, he means business when it's that time, but mm-hmm. then he's also just a phenomenal human being. He's, yeah. he's great. Um, and I told him right away, this is not something that I'm going to be, you know, super serious. Even growing up as an athlete, I was never the kind to just be super serious and, go and visualize and you know all those things i just needed to have fun yeah i was the one dancing and singing behind the diving board in between my meets um so i told him you know this is this is just for fun i just want to push my body and see how far i can go and i don't have any crazy expectations i just want to compete that's it um i just need to fill that side of me you know i just need to Mm -hmm. fuel my soul with that and he's completely understandable and obviously we have goals for me to hit together well sure i mean if you don't have if you don't have it can be fun but right the point of sports is to to win or at least improve right absolutely absolutely i'm not saying i'm just gonna go coast through no No, i give it my my my, i pour my heart into soul and into my workouts but um he just has that understanding of, you know, the reality of the situation is I'm not going to the Olympics. No, right? I'm not probably not even going to go to nationals. I'm just, I just want to push myself. Yeah. I just, I'm just a competitor. Always will be. And, and I think that's fair. So, so, so back to your shoulder, how, how is your shoulder feeling these days? Pretty good. Actually. Um, we just had a fundraiser, excuse me, a fundraiser event a couple weekends ago at our gym and I was able to hop in and do the toes to bar for the very first time since surgery. Oh, that's right. Is that the picture where Seth is like going, uh-huh. what the, f- <laughs> what are you doing here? It is. Um, and I was probably just as shocked as the look on his face that I was able to do them and they weren't painful first of all. And I didn't have to like single them out right away because yeah. I expected there would be some muscle fatigue in there, but no, I was able to link them together and it was not a problem. And I was really excited. That's awesome. Now is your Olympic coach, is he programming any differently based on your shoulder? Absolutely. Or? Okay. Absolutely. So I told him right away, uh, what my story was. And he said, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, which he's absolutely right. Um, I've never really had any formal Olympic weightlifting coaching. So, or programming for that matter. Oh, and at least from not from a guy like that. Right. Right. So right away he said, it's, kind of the perfect storm because he was going to pull back on my weights anyway yeah. to fix some of the weird quirks I had in my lifts. And, um, I can't go heavy anyway with my shoulder. Um, we're slowly upping the weights. I, you know, as we go, I've worked with him. This is my eighth week, I believe. Okay. So and still new. Yeah. Yeah. Still new relationship, but he's been phenomenal throughout the whole thing. Constantly checking in like, how's your shoulder? How's your shoulder? Um, taking it very, very slow. Like, 
if we do rack jerks, we're staying at the same weight for three weeks mm -hmm. before we move up. And when we when we say move up, we're only moving up like two, maybe three kilos. Yeah, like it's it's nothing crazy. Um, so he very much wants me to be 100% healthy before um, throwing any kind of weight over my head. And it's it's been amazing. I actually took a video. I video everything for him, and. I had a video from just eight weeks ago of one of my squat snatches compared to one that I did, I think I believe is the end of last week. Nine day difference. It really is. It's nuts. Just, just eight weeks of, of well, hard work with them. It's, it's been awesome. It's crazy what good coaches do. Like, especially those Olympic coaches, like really good Olympic coaches. I don't think people realize the Phoenix Metro area. We have some of the, we have a phenomenal Olympic lifting yeah. coaches in this area. I mean, just even down the street from your guys' gym, because August is, they're over in Chandler, right? Correct. So they're over in Chandler. You've mm -hmm. got Joe, Joe just yeah, down the just road. Joe, yeah, just down the street from us. Performance One. Yep. You've got Alex over Adelie. in Tempe. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, you've got some good, oh, yeah. some legit lifters here in the Valley and good coaches. And what's crazy is like, what? so we had her on, but my cousin Jess, she works out with Joe. Okay. And Joe basically coached her through five years of back pain wow. without, without her really dropping off a whole lot. And then we finally helped her out with her back. And then she went back and sending silver at masters nationals. Wow. That's incredible. Like, but just, it's crazy what a good coach can do. Oh, yeah. And what's also crazy is right. Cause you own CrossFit right though. Yep. And so coaching yourself, like people don't realize like, People think that we don't get coaches. Like somehow we do all this stuff on our own, right? Like it's so true. <laughs> like I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually kind of looking for, because again, I I sort of don't have a program right now that I follow because I've been kind of I go drop in everywhere. Like there was one week, it was a nightmare. It was literally three workouts in a row of toes to bar. Oh gosh, <laughs> and like pull ups. And like one place I went did toes to bar and, and rope climbs. Oh no. And I was Your like, poor hands. well, and my, my lats. <laughs> and I was like, screw this. Like nobody should ever do this much in a row. Right. No. But I tried to do it. And the final of the third, I'm like, forget you guys. I'm modifying. Like, I don't care what you think of me. I'm laying down, I'm grabbing the rig and we're doing it this way. Right. Well, I, I think when you came into our gym, we had, I think, heavy deadlifts that day yeah. in the Metcon, and you're like, I literally just did deadlifts yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's that's the that's the pitfalls of using <laughs> drop-ins as your marketing. So I'm like, I might need to dial it back where I do three days of drop-ins and then three days of my yeah. own programming. But I was looking to try and find a coach, and somebody's like, why are you trying to find a, like a trainer or a coach? Like, can't you do your own? And I'm like, I could. I don't want to. Like, And I need somebody to watch me, because otherwise I'm just going to program deadlifts and squats all day the things that you like to do <laughs> yeah not my not your weaknesses who does that pull-ups no we're not gonna do any kind of pull-ups i hate those things yeah that would be so hard to program for yourself because... and really program for yourself yeah yeah like program for yourself the way that a coach should exactly and so yeah coaches coaches need coaches so that's awesome and then um so what's that been like how long have you guys owned right though it's only been open what two years just under um we when did you open so we moved into our building December of 2020. So we've basically, I've only been open two months longer than you have. Yeah, you dropped in when we were still fairly new. Yes. <laughs> got them right while they were vulnerable. <laughs> Built that relationship with the, new, with the new kid in town. It's true. Um, but so how's it been? How many, I mean, you guys growing fairly 
You seem like you guys have a lot more members. We do. Um, we it, started off. It was me and you and one other person at 5 a.m. Yeah. On, a, on a Thursday. And we even had to um, get rid of our 5 a.m. for quite some time there because I was having coaches show up at 5 a.m., including myself. And nobody there. And no one showing up. Oh, and my gosh. so we canceled that class for quite some time. And now we have, it's not huge by any means, but it's anywhere from six to eight people at our 5 a.m. class now. Um it's it's been nice the last few months especially we've really seen some growth. That's great. Um, but the first six months we were open, uh, we were able to get into the green, which we were not expecting at all. Yeah. Uh, we really thought that we would be struggling for about two years, and we knew that going in. So it was a nice, pleasant surprise. Well, and CrossFit gyms notoriously right like people get into CrossFit thinking they're going to make a pile of money and. Oh, it's yeah, a we, hard. We knew this was a hobby. Yeah, it's it's hard to make <laughs> any no level money. of money at, yeah. at that. But you guys have also, in your two years, have put on quite a few comps too, which has been really cool. We do. Um, we paired up with um, Girls Gone RX, which is a great, great uh, organization. For, they so raise, for people who don't know what it is. Yeah, they raise money for um, breast cancer awareness. Okay. Um, so that's been great. We host that every year. It's coming back in November oh, again. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you guys were going to do that regularly. Yep, yep. Every year in November. Um, I don't know the date right off the top of my head, but, um, it's for three man teams, all, all women, uh, there's scaled in RX and they compete against each other. Um, the, and part of their score, this is the coolest part. And what's so unique is part of their score is actually fundraising. Oh, so yeah, they fundraise money and whoever gets the most, um, yeah. it's based off a point system, right? Just like as if you were be doing a walk. Sure. So yeah, it's really neat. And then we host one of our own called the Rider Rampage, uh-huh. which is actually coming up in just a couple weeks. On the 30th, y'all. Yes, it is. So I think, I think the, the plan is to get this out. Yeah. Should be out the week before. Oh, perfect. So yeah, if you're, if you're around and you're in Mesa and on a Saturday, go check out the Rido Rampage. Yes, get registered. This is the first time that we are doing this format. We usually do two-man teams. Okay. Um, this time it is still two-man, but we kind of threw a little wrench in it. Uh, one partner has to be RX and the other partner has to be scaled. Oh, is that where the Thor and Loki so, thing comes yes, in? Yes, it is. I like it. So it's kind of nice for people. And I know in our gym personally, we have a lot of people who want to compete and they'll tell us during class, but when it comes down to it, they're like, I'm too scared. So we thought this is a perfect opportunity for people to get out on the floor with someone who is experienced, gotcha. who can help them with how comps are run and what it looks like and, and just that comfort level. Right. So, so here's a question I have. What's the, do you guys have any system sort of set in place to stop two RX athletes from showing up? honor system you know just Just like how don't be a jerk basically um all my posts i'm making sure that i'm reiterating you know (laughs) this is scaled and rx partnered up there's not enough money in here for you guys there's not enough prize money to no there's not um obviously we put together you know pretty cool swag bags and stuff and try to get cool vendors there but um yeah just based off the honor system it's kind of like the festivus games that's happening in in tucson uh next weekend i believe it is oh cool um that's for people who aren't RX. I love it. So, yeah. So just trying to bring different kind of comps and just get people out of their comfort zone and, and really experience the community. Well, let's be honest. Most people that do CrossFit, they're not RX everything. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the, I, th- I think probably more than anything, I think it's a lot like a lot of sort of CrossFit's not really niche anymore, but communities like that is the competitions. It's really not a, try to kill each other 
people are being stupid. It's nope. <laughs> everybody's just happy to be there and yes. doing something fun together. Yeah. And that was probably one of the coolest feelings. Like I, I literally almost broke down into tears watching the girls gone our ex comp because seeing so many women supporting each other, even women who'd never even met each other yeah. were screaming at each other. Like if one team completed, they turn around and was cheering on the team next to them. Um, one of our girls even partnered up with two Canadians who were in town and hadn't been able to compete oh, that's awesome. for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so she stepped in and, and teamed up with them and just watching the three of them compete together was, it was awesome. Just three strangers coming together and, and getting after it. It was, it was just such a cool feeling. It's, it's really awesome to be able to put on something like that. Well, and how cool, right? Cause I think so much of the time, and I think it's unintentional. I don't necessarily know that it's done intentionally, but I feel like there's so much competitiveness with, especially in that world, the fitness world, yeah. women's bodies and the world yeah. and, and fitness and right. And, and people comparing and I don't can't, I'm not as good as she is or she's looks right. better than me or right. This whole thing, but to have a whole group of women come together where there's that don't even know each other, where there's not any ego and it's, Hey, we're trying to help each other yeah, out and just, it doesn't matter. You win. Great. Like yeah, we had fun just supporting. Yeah. yeah, it was it was one of the cooler moments uh, since owning the gym, for sure. That's awesome. Well, so I loved, like, that was one of the things I was talking with, again, Jess about, because we talked about, there's a ton of women that go to, that Joe works with. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, um, Doug's wife. Yeah. Yeah, right? Jenny Klaus. Jenny works out over there, and she, her and Jess are kind of like training partners a little bit. And, you know, talking about just that, I go, that's a lot of women all competing together, like, working out in the same facility, and she's like, yeah, no, it's, it's great. There's no problem. Everybody just loves and supports. And That's it also awesome. helps that we're not in the same weight class, but it's <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> but she's like, no, as a general rule, like it's awesome that, you know, that I think that's what's so great about this kind of community. Yeah. Yeah. We really just try to just support. There's no, there's no bad talking. We're, we're cheering on each other in and outside of the gym. Um, I want the gym to be a place where, it's your one hour a day that you can just kind of let go, right? Be comfortable and just do your thing and don't have to worry about, you know, people in your ear or anything like that. It's it's just a comfort zone. Well, and your gym is really cool too because like I know a lot of CrossFit gyms, right, have different, so they all do CrossFit, mm -hmm. but a lot of them have other sort of niches, so to speak, right? Like yeah. I would say the gym here, CrossFit Obsession, has an Olympic weightlifting niche. Yeah. They have Jimmy Marquez who works out with A. Lee Athletics as yeah. well, but he also comes here and coaches uh three classes a week. I think they're like an hour and a half, two hours each, and they are die they are hardcore Olympic weightlifting, right? That's incredible. So that's kind that's of a awesome. niche, right? Like so I would say that, you know, I would say probably this gym is more than most is probably better than Olympic weightlifting yeah. other than like East Valley. <laughs> right? Like, but, um, but you guys have like, we have wrong, but you guys have like a strongman niche, right? We, we kind of kind of do a little bit of everything. Well, you guys do a little bit of everything, but like, I don't know a we whole lot do. of gyms that do so, like strongman. Yeah. And we, you guys do it like in a legit kind of way where you guys actually do. have some competitors and stuff. Yes, we do. And we have all the equipment, which you won't find at a lot of other places. Um, our programmer. So like what equipment do you guys have that you would say other people don't have? Uh, we have logs, three oh. different sizes of logs. Okay. <laughs> um, we have quite a few fat bars. Yeah. A ton of farmer's handles. Yeah. A ton of kegs. We even oh. have, yeah, we have a shed 
Like our strongman equipment is out of control. <laughs> got we Atlas stones. Have, uh-huh, we do. We have stones, um, sandbags, D-balls, um, chains. Oh, oh, you name it, we Jeez. have it. Yeah. So we have a shed in the back that we actually have to keep all that stuff in because it's we'll it take was over, taking we t- over. It would take over the gym. <laughs> so like how many how many strong, is it just one? How would, what's your strongman program like? Um, they meet on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then strongman Sundays. Okay. Um, Coach Richard leads it. And honestly, it it's composed of mostly women, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Becca. I would have thought for sure you'd have some dudes in there. Uh, there's a couple, but it's it's mostly women. It's huh. mostly women. Um, we have a girl, Becca. She uh, goes and competes on the national level. Yeah, she's the real deal. Yeah, she's awesome. And then um, we have a family that kind of mixes between CrossFit and powerlifting. They have a daughter who I believe is 10. Hopefully I get that right. Um, she plays soccer, and so that's why she started CrossFit. Mm. Um but she actually is really into strongman, and it's so cool seeing this little girl just manhandle sandbags and literally picking up sandbags and putting them over the oak, awesome. um, doing all these sled pulls. It's it's just so fun to watch. Um, so yeah, our 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 program is growing, and it's it's really fun. Yeah, it's just fun. So you guys have, yeah, you guys got the strongman thing, I, which I thought was so cool because again, like we talked about, we were talking earlier. I have so many. Like my, my stupid ADD brain wants to do, I'm like, oh, that looks super fun. We should do that. We're going to do strongman. And then my brain goes, hey, let's do that. Right? Like, that's what I do. I literally just told members yesterday, I feel like the kid in high school who was just like, would jump from group to group because I'm on an Olympic weightlifting program, but then I'll still hop into CrossFit classes. And <laughs> I'm doing tactical training now. So it's a lot of strongman stuff. And so I just kind of, I just hop around and, but at the same time, I'm like, well, why not do all the things? Well, right. They're and all I'm, fun. I'm curious how that, like, if it does or if it doesn't actually mess, if it if it enhances or if it detracts from, like, any of the I mean, you've got to be smart about it, well, right? sure. So if there's any, like, Olympic weightlifts in the CrossFit class, I skip over that part. I don't well, do yeah, it. But right? I'll jump into the wads as long as, you know, again, I'm being smart about it. Because right now, Olympic lifting is my primary Well, goal. right. And there's no point, again, like, and talking with Olympic lifters, they're like, yeah, doing these hyper-technical lifts at the volume that CrossFit wants you to do them. Right. is idiotic yeah from a from a from an olympic like yep. it's not a snatch anymore it's a freaking high pull with reverse <laughs> curl that you ca- right. that you put over your head yeah hang snatch is turned into like a kettlebell basically yeah like a, like a weird barbell kettlebell swing right yeah. hoping you don't blow out your anterior shoulders the bar goes sailing right. overhead no yeah but but I, yeah like strongman like i saw mm-hmm. that i've growing up here they had the heavy at MCC, they have the Highland Games every year. Yeah. Like, that sounds super interesting. Yes. Like, that would be super fun. Yeah. Becca. Does she, same girl she, she does competes yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yep. where do you get a hammer to throw? You know what I mean? Like, the big ball and the handle. Right. She probably has it. <laughs> she does. And I don't know where you go. Like, you got to go find, like, some Renaissance Festival store yeah. to go find that stuff. But well, some of that stuff we've even talked about building. Um, like, one of their events, they have to take uh, sandbags with handles uh, turn around backwards for strongman. Yes, and basically and f- kettlebell swing it over. Yeah, a massive wall. Yeah. Um. So Richard purchased the handles, and we have slam balls. So they actually just this go right into the slam balls. It's it's yeah, it's really nice. How does it's, it work on a slam? 
So you have the red slam ball. Yeah. And then the handle is kind of like a net and with oh, a handle on either side. Oh, yeah. okay. I gotcha. So now you turn them into these like these sandbags and we yeah. have a bunch of different weights. Um, the only thing we're missing is a tall wall. So we've talked about building it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Right? Why not? You yeah. Guys, you, by the way, your guys' gym more than is huge. Oh. Well, thank you. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like it's like I was thinking about, I'm like, and all the other you know, CrossFit gyms I've been in, that's a massive gym. Like, you have really tall ceilings. You this, could, yeah, the ceiling is is high, and plus we have that big fan. So yeah, you could build a wall in there. Yeah, but even then, just to be able to break it down and put it behind the shed, <laughs> you could build a ninja course in there. I know the gym that was in there before actually had one. Oh, did they? they I'm did. like, you could build they a climbing did. wall in there and a whole like ninja yep. course. It's a whole nother niche, right? Just yeah, do I don't it know all. if we're ready to get into that yet. No, but. not enough space for that. So then, so how many, so it is growing though. Do you yeah. guys, I mean, do you guys advertise your, or is, it, is that something you're trying to push or no? Not really. Because it is such a niche, yeah. Um, we get most of our clients through CrossFit, okay. and then they'll transition to powerlifting or strongman. Oh, okay. Um, which we're all for, as long as people are in there and moving. That's all we care about. Right. That's all we care about. So, um, if we can just get them in the door, and then they find what they love to do. If they notice that the barbell is their jam, awesome. Let's get you into Ollie. Right. Um, or yeah, if they like throwing around the sandbags, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Now you had mentioned it, and we kind of brushed over it, but. Uh, let's jump back to it. Tactical training. Let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yes. Which is something that has been on my radar. Actually, it's funny. It just has been on my radar. I had another patient that we were working with on because she wants to do the tactical games. Okay. And so she was like, but my back has been bad for years and years. And so like we've got her now back feeling pretty good. In fact, we were supposed to meet and she's like, can, can I have a few more weeks can we like because i'm feeling really good and i want to actually put it under some load and see how things go so she wants to do the tactile stuff in fact i actually told her to reach out to kurt yes but um them and then there's another guy over at i wish i i wish i knew his name uh he always wears lsu hats he he's at crossfit santan i don't want to age him because his beard is like super gray so he might be like he could be his late 40s or it could be early 60s even okay dude looks better than i've ever looked in my entire life like <laughs> he's more cut up than i was even in my 20s <laughs> but he's does it too oh okay he does it so i'm like okay and then kurt mm-hmm. just went and did it and yep. now you're into it and i'm like okay i want to go shoot some stuff and so tell me how, how yeah how did you end up so <laughs> i'm extremely new to the sport um, it was on Kurt's bucket list for a couple years. Kurt's her husband, by the way, yes, who sorry. also owns the gym with her. No, it's all right. Um, yeah, was, that. we're just talking. So <laughs> it was on his bucket list. Um, and he was actually supposed to do it in October when it came here. Um, but then we had a scheduling conflict because when we bought tickets for different events in life, they just kept getting pushed back because of the crazy world right now. So we had two big events end up on the same date. So we ended up having to push back the tactical games. So we ended up going to it in mid-March in St. George. So it was his very first time doing it. And the second he did it, he he was like, wow, when's the next one? Let's sign up. So yeah, so what were like the events? Like, so tactical games, obviously sounds like there's... So Mil- it's Terry esque, but yeah, what like what are the event, what are the events? <laughs> so all of it is a mix of shooting um, between a rifle and a pistol. Now are they shooting live rounds? And, yep, they sure are. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Absolutely. Live, live rounds. Yep. Okay. And um, it's a mix between shooting and, and strongman, basically. Um, so, for example, an event was they had to pull a sled for so far and then actually pick up a Husseveld stone for so far. Oh, okay. And then they is ran. That the one looks like a coffin? Yeah. Like it looks like a V? Yes. Okay. Yep. How, and how heavy is the sled? It, it was different for different uh, divisions. Okay. I believe. Uh, I believe his, I want to say it was like 95 pounds, maybe something like that. And what would but be the But it was the through the dirt. I don't know, oh, okay. to be honest with I'm like, you. I'm like, I'm thinking, if were, I'm thinking of his tackle games, like they would try to make it essentially like a body. So there were, there were eight different events. Okay. With all different weights across all the different divisions. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, no, it's, it's hard to remember all the different Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. So they had to pull a sled so, and then carry the stone. And then run over to the other bay. And okay. then start with their rifle. They had to do so many rounds with their rifle. Do you know how far the targets were? No. Oh, no. Okay. So unless you brought like a rangefinder, They didn't tell you? No. Nope. They're just in different base. Okay. <laughs> so you would shoot your rifle first um, at a target and each event was different. Some okay. were smaller circle targets. Sure. Some were triangles. Um, and then you would switch over to your pistol. Were they steel? And shoot some events. Yes. Okay. Most of them were paper. Okay. Um, and then you'd run back to the other bay, do more sled pulls, more Hesfeld stone carries, go back, so on and so forth. So that was just like one event. Another one, um, they had to take a barbell. I believe for the division he did, it was 115 pounds, um, with a fat bar. They had to carry it like a Zercher carry for Mm -hmm. so far, go and shoot, come back front rack, carry it so far, go shoot, come back overhead, carry it Mm. for so far. Um, now, and this is also totally jocked up geared up oh yeah like, yeah so you have to wear a vest okay how um, heavy does so for the, the men is 15 the women is 12 okay so you can so like you technically could put so you know rogue makes those laser cut plates mm-hmm. so you could put those plates in there it doesn't necessarily have to be actual like plate armor correct correct yeah okay. they just check that it's of weight when okay. you check in um but yeah it's just so you have plate yeah, so you have your vest, you have your belt with okay. all your mags, uh-huh. your pistol, and your rifle. Now, and you your sling pis- your rifle. Does your pistol have to be certain caliber? Like, do you have to shoot a forty-five? Can you shoot nine? I believe it can be any, but don't quote me on that one. That's all right. No, <laughs> like I, I know. Said, That's I'm, fine. No, you I am new. brand new to the sport. Yeah, the and, and I'm I'm learning all the things. Yeah. Um, so I'm very familiar with a pistol, but okay. the rifle is totally brand new to me. Yeah. Um, my parents. I was lucky enough for my parents to teach me firearms at a very young age. So, um, it's, it's been a very big learning experience as far as shooting. We often go out to the desert and, and shoot. (laughs) They make it look a lot easier than it is. (laughs) Yeah, no shooting is shooting is rough. Yeah. And what's crazy too, is when people actually like, it's like anything, it's a skill, right? And when people understand it, like there was a guy, uh, when I was doing home health, he was a former cop in Chicago and he taught shooting. And so we were talking about shooting and I was telling him that I was shooting my pistol the other day. And I said, I was, you know, I did okay. I said, but man, for the life of me, I kept pulling, my shots kept hitting to the right and down of the target. And he goes, well, hold on a second. So he goes and grabs his pistol and he, you know, obviously it was safe and everything, but he goes, all right, show me how you're, how you're, how you're pulling, how you're shooting. Mm-hmm. And I show him, he goes, that's what I thought. He goes, your trigger's all wrong. He goes, you need to put your pad. He goes, you're trying to put your finger all the way through it. 
like you see on the movies. Oh, yeah. And he's like, the pad of your just finger needs, needs to be, needs to be just there. And he said, you need to just actually squeeze. He goes, and when you release it, you hear that little click. That's as far as you need to release and then pull back. And it was interesting. That was it. That was the only thing he told me. And I went back the, the next time I went shooting and I tried to do the exact same thing that he told me to do. And my shooting got like exponentially better. Right. Just from that little, little bit of, yeah, whatever little it was, feedback, the, yeah. little feedback that he gave me. So I can't imagine actually having a real shooting instructor, right? Like actually go through that stuff with you. Yeah, we've been lucky enough. One of our members, he's a competitive shooter. Oh, so he's been shooting for years out at Rio mainly, I believe. No, he mainly goes to Ben Avery, excuse me. Um, but he's done some competitions out at, at Rio, and it's been very nice having him around. I'm very thankful for him because he's yeah. been able to give us a ton of tips on firearms and, and what to carry and how to hold and transitions. And I struggled with, I shoot my pistol left-handed and my rifle right-handed. Really? Obviously that doesn't work out very well when you go to sling your rifle so because which, your holster is in the way. So, cause my left eye is dominant. Are you left eye dominant? So I I'm, am. I'm, I'm right-handed left eye dominant. Okay. So I've caught, I've learned how to compensate by shooting my pistol right-handed. And that's what I'm doing. So, I'm, yeah, I'm so learning I, to do right-handed right now. When I bring my right pistol now. up, you guys can't see this, right? But when I bring my pistol up and I hold it, I compensate so that I can yeah. see both eyes and look. But I can't, I can't keep both eyes open when I shoot a, a, a rifle right-handed. <laughs> so I'm trying so hard to train my eyes to stay open on my pistol. And it is one of the most oh, difficult. You, do you close? Always I, do you close I, an eye when you shoot I pistol? Do. Oh, yeah, okay. I do. And so trying to train my eyes to stay open uh, is extremely difficult. It sounds silly. No, it is. It's so, it's, it's so, so hard. Well, cause it's hard to acquire that target if yeah. you're right. Cause yep. you shoot left-handed. So yeah, you bring it up in front of your left eye. Yep. I would be curious to talk to him. Cause I've always wondered like if I'm going to shoot my, cause even when I come, I guess, yeah, if I shoot my rifle, but I wonder if I like sh- covered my left eye and kept like shooting mm-hmm. with my right eye, if the- I could train myself to be more right eye dominant. I was told to do that. Okay. Yep. So like basically wear a patch <laughs> over your eye. Yep. Just be a pirate while you train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm going to have to learn how to shoot left. It's one of the, it's one or the other. I got to train my right eye to be more dominant. Or I got to shoot left-handed. Yeah. So I chose to. Which then is problematic because I have to buy a whole new rifle or a right. whole new lower receiver. Right. So like <laughs> even my pistol is, it's. I have a left-hand holster and everything, so I've had to purchase the right one. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I just went down the route of just training my right hand and my right eye, and, and hopefully it goes well. But luckily, we have five months to train and be yeah. as ready as we can for September. <laughs> right, because it's, it's supreme. Like, I have just have iron sights on my, on my rifle, and it's yeah. a pain. Like, so actually, it's really funny. I can acquire, so I've learned that if I pull it up, and I close one eye to acquire my sights, mm-hmm. then I can open up my other eye and it's easier to hold the sight. But I don't want to have to, uh, uh, oh, right? right. You want to be able to wink back and forth and have yeah. this weird tick. I'd rather just pull up my, my thing and shoot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a challenge learning a new sport. <laughs> it's, and the, it's been very challenging. And so you have, so you're, is yours, do you, I don't want to embarrass you, but, what caliber is your pistol? It's a nine. Okay. I just was like, I hope she knows the caliber of her pistol. I know she does. But like, what? Crossed. And then, so you, you have, you have, what, what pistol do you have? Uh, well, so 
I actually have a Nighthawk, but again, that one's set up lefty. Okay. And so I've had to switch over and I started using Kurt's HK. Oh, so a nice gun. I'm adjusting to that okay. right now. And you said um, you have to shoot iron? Yes, iron for the pistol. Okay. But you can have a scope and a red dot for your rifle. Okay. Yeah. So you're shooting an HK? Yep. That's a nice gun. Yeah. So we'll see and, how it goes. and then did you get your own AR? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, brand new. So now I'm just trying to get rounds through it, honestly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we've been trying to do a lot of dry firing drills. Uh-huh. Benefits of owning your own gym. Yep. Oh, in the gym? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, because that way, if we ever want to do workouts with the dry fire drills, uh-huh. we can. So are you guys, here's the question I got then. Are you going to invest in like one of those either like laser systems or like... Like the little, I want to say fake bullets. No. So the, the, well, there's, there's a, there's a system that actually like dry fire system where you can hook up targets that have, I don't know if it's like, it's almost like freeze tag or whatever. It's like, like laser tag type okay. stuff, but you can set up, it's a dry fire practice. So we actually have, it's probably a dumbed down version of what you're thinking. Yeah. We have, um, it just came from Amazon. <laughs> It's a little, yeah, laser setup where you set up a target and you set up your phone right in front of it and you download an app on your phone because okay. everything is used off of an app. Right. And you have a bullet that you put in your gun and it shoots, you know, you can see the little laser yeah. dot when you pull uh-huh. the trigger. You can see the laser dot on the, the, on the phone target. Okay. It's on the target, but then you can look at your phone and see where each one of your shots landed. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but so looking at like something yep. like this. Oh, is that yep. it? Yeah, but it's, it's a super dumbed down version of that. Okay. It's really, really simple. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. it's straight off of Amazon. Super simple. I'll have to get that from you. It's I'm, awesome because you can you can get different calibers. Like we have one for our pistols and for the rifle. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So it, it's really nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy, uh, he owned a hobby shop right around the corner from your guys' gym. I forgot. I don't think he's there anymore, but they had a thing that could go on your pistol so that when you dry fired, it would tell you it had like a like an alarm that went off okay. depending on how much drift or. Oh, wow. So yeah, you would like set it. And then if you moved your hand, when you like dry anticipating, fired, yep, yeah. dry fired it, it would tell you so you could get better at, oh, that's at that stuff. No, that's, that's what's there's. Uh, it's only, it, I really, it's only a matter of time before a purely tactical training gym shows up. So we, we've played with the idea of adding a tactical program to our schedule Yeah, because we've actually had quite a few members interested. For sure. Um, so there's a small group of us right now that unofficially train it together. Well, you know, when the zombie uh, apocalypse and the boogaloo right? kicks off, you want to have the best. Between fitness and firearms, like you really can't go wrong. No. Right? Um, both very practical. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, just also very just very frustrating like i said learning new sport is hard and i wish i i need to like start making compilation videos of all the bloopers of dropping mags and throwing them and well yeah tripping. right that's a, you're like i paid a ton of money for this stuff how am i dropping it in the dirt yeah the the guys that you see on instagram um i don't know if you follow jacob hebner i think i do He's fantastic. So he's always been one of my favorite CrossFitters. Um, so when he stopped CrossFitting, he went over to Tactical. And that's how Kurt ended up getting really into it. And he was reaching out to him and asking him a bunch of questions. Because oh, wow. there's really not a ton of information out there about it. No, that's no. So he was extremely helpful. Such a nice guy. Um, but yeah, we, we follow a lot of his videos. Um, okay. He makes it look 
so easy. <laughs> so easy. Right? And it is, it's not. <laughs> well, no. So like, that's it. But here's the thing. Back to that thing about coaching. Like, have you ever watched any of the Taryn tactical videos? Yeah. So that dude, Taryn, I forgot what his first name is. The dude who owns Terran Tactical, world-class pistol, competitive shooter, three-gun, like he's yeah. the, the man. And even if I wanted to, even if I had the money, I couldn't go train at his facility anymore because he only opens it up to world-class um, shooters and movie stars who yeah. are training for stuff, right? Like you're trying to tell me that like Keanu Reeves has been training with firearms his entire life? <laughs> No, that dude showed up and did a couple months at Terran Tactical and all of a sudden he's freaking John Wick. Right. There was just a video where one of the gals from, I don't know, there's this new, there's some new Netflix series, maybe, I don't know, but there's no way this girl has been trained and knows how to shoot that well. Right. But she was over, there was another Terran Tactical video and she's freaking killing it. Like, that's what a good coach like that can do. Oh yeah. And supposedly he's the best. Yeah. At, at that kind of stuff. You ever watched his videos? I haven't. Oh, you're, no. you've never seen you've never seen the Keanu Reeves video? No. Oh my gosh. Oh, like we won't it. waste time here doing it, but we'll do it afterward. I'll have to go. Okay. Oh no, Keanu Reeves is the real deal. Like he's terrifying. He is John Wick. Like all that stuff. Did you watch John Wick? Uh uh-uh. uh. You've never seen John I'm Wick? So, I'm not a movie person. I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? Everybody is so disappointed when I tell them that. John Wick <laughs> is so good, especially if you're into the whole tactical <laughs> stuff now. You need to go check out John Wick. No, but it's it's so good. Also, yeah, because we have tons of, right? So you can go shoot anywhere. There's tons of desert to go mm-hmm. shoot at. And then, like, Cass, have you guys been out to Casa Grande? No. So out of Casa Grande, they have the whole outdoor shooting, like, bays. Okay. But there's no, sh- there's no range. There's no range marshal. Oh. So it's like you just set up, and you're your own range marshal. And it's oh, these interesting. H- huge, like, so the berms are built up, like, mm-hmm. 20 feet on each side, and you literally have your own bay so like if you wanted to you're gonna be like hey well we're gonna take a half a day or a whole day we're gonna set up shop out here then you can bring all your sleds and everything i mean if you really wanted to go yeah. out there and do it because that'll be a little bit awesome. more like um i saw some of the videos right it's all in the dirt and stuff oh, and yeah. so it would be just like setting up there yeah we just try to take equipment out to the desert for now until it shuts down we're a little worried about when it's going to shut down the um, desert yeah well they did during yeah. covid it was all shut down yeah well, and then when the it summertime, gets, it shuts when it down gets too, out, right? Yep, they're going to shut it down again. So Yeah, you don't want to yeah, set I mean, the desert on fire. Exactly. <laughs> Understandably so. Um, so, yeah, we're in the meantime, we're just taking equipment out there and, and doing workouts out there once a week with live rounds and working out. Um, but otherwise, we'll just go and shoot, whether it's at Rio or the desert, um, dry fire in the gym. It's an expensive hobby, too, because you have to buy ammunition. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. Like, so how much do you guys burn through when you guys are, if you're doing shooting training, how many rounds? Um, not, honestly, not You're too, shooting a couple hundred each time, have to at least. It, if you go to an indoor range, yes. It's so much easier to go through a lot more ammo. Out really? in the desert, not so much. How so? Um, I think it's because, I mean, personally, I end yeah. up going out there with more people. So we take more uh, okay. turns, right? Plus setting up your own... Uh, steel targets it's not like the cool little machine that goes back and forth for you right so you spend more time setting up your targets and walking back and forth okay so yeah we do have less ammo when we go out to the desert do you guys so where do you guys get your guns from do you guys have somebody that you generally use or go through yes (laughs) 
You don't know who <laughs> that's it is, a Kurt question. That's okay. I'll ask her. Yeah, I'll ask the question for um, Kurt. There's yeah, a guy. There's a guy there in Mason nearby. You guys called East Valley Tactical. Okay. Anyway, if you get a chance, he's got a shop. It's he runs his his store out of his house. His storefront is in oh. his home, but he's got like a legit storefront. It's just located there in the house. Okay. Um, also does really well at helping people get. Um, he somehow manages to get people their suppressors. Okay. A little bit faster. So he manages to get people suppressors fairly fast. He's also got some fun stuff, but he does demo days where he'll basically bring out all of his guns fully auto with, <laughs> with suppress. So like I went to one of his demo days and shot a fully auto Mac 11 suppressed. <laughs> That's awesome. Only thing you can do is giggle after you're done shooting right? it. Like, <laughs> like people were like, I don't like guns. I'm like, have you ever shot one? They're like, right. no. And I'm like, shoot one. It'll change your world. <laughs> shoot one. And then tell me you don't like it. Yeah. Like, like there's, I don't know. There's something about guns that are so, they're well, that's so what fun. Was so like attracted to me with tactical is being out there and watching Kurt compete that, that whole weekend. It's like you have, it was, mas- or excuse me, mostly men. Uh-huh. Um, there were, there's a women division, sure. um, just not as big yet, but just seeing all these guys out there just fitnessing and shooting their guns. It's like everyone was on cloud nine. Yeah. Understandably so, right? And if you and if you're a woman and you like real men, <laughs> that's the place to go. That's the place to go. That was a bevy of <laughs> a bevy of fit, capable men. But they're all so nice, so nice, so welcoming. Um, it's it's very much like the CrossFit community. They're just all supportive and cheering each other on. And they would talk about like, oh, would you cite yours in it? Oh, I did this. So maybe try this next time. Mm-hmm. And it it was really cool. And even just the other day, I posted. Um, a tactical video on my social media and one of the more popular guys in the tactical world, Kirk Homer commented. Yeah. That's all, that always feels yeah, awesome. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And he was just so nice. And like, yeah. Hey, if you have any questions, please reach out. It's like, wow. Like he doesn't even know me, but can no. see that your I'm, passion for the sport yeah, for the yeah. game. So it's well, really awesome. And what else I think is cool about that is like CrossFit or like fitness. You're, you're, you're bettering, a, you're bettering yourself, your body, right? Mindset, but you're learning a skill. And and when tactical stuff, I, I would imagine as a, again, I'm not, but as a, as a female, as a woman, like there's something probably really empowering about feeling totally capable oh, yeah. to be able to handle <laughs> a firearm and be strong as heck yeah. to be able to handle, like I'm, I can deal with I can deal with this weird, crazy modern life. Yep. Like absolutely. And if crap goes down, I can protect my loved ones and 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 myself yep. and anything else that comes my way. Yeah, like I was saying, it's it's just a very practical sport. Well, yeah. To be in shape and then know how to use a firearm. So yeah, it's so important nowadays. Obviously, my 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 politics are showing, but <laughs> I think I I am of the opinion that every single person should own a firearm. Yes. Every single person should own a firearm. Well, maybe not every single person, but But. the vast majority of law abiding citizens with no history of severe mental illness should own a firearm. And if you own a, and I'm also of the opinion that if you buy a (laughs) firearm, you should know how to to use it, (laughs) know how to use it safely. And and that's what I was going to add on. Yeah. Just to be able to use it, like know how to clear it. Yes. 
That's so important. You should know that <laughs> I shouldn't point this at anybody. Exactly. Just your basic rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's probably crazy. Like probably great to go to a place like that and realize that everybody's like generally using their firearms in a safe manner when yep. they're walking them around. They're pointed in a safe direction. Yep. Right. They're open chamber. They're like everything is the way it should be. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I the other day I had somebody over at my house and they wanted to look at my they wanted to look at my pistol. I said, okay, cool. So I grabbed my pistol. I took out the magazine. I took the, the bullet out of the chamber, right? Open, kept the slide locked open. Yep. And I turned it <laughs> and I pointed at him. I pointed the top of the chamber, right? So he could see that there was nothing in the chamber and could see all the way through to where the magazine was. First, I looked at it and went clear, clear. And then I showed it to him. And he's like, he's like looking at me like, what are you doing? What, what? I go, <laughs> I need you to tell me if you see a bullet. Tell me if it's clear yeah. or not. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's clear. Like, what, whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I closed the slide and I handed it to him yeah. without, the, without the magazine in it. And he was like, what? I go, yeah, I shouldn't hand that to you any other way. You should never hand a firearm to anybody any other way. Correct. Like... He was like, oh. Yeah, and they look at you like you're the crazy one. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, the, it's just yeah. basic knowledge that everybody needs to have. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, you you definitely. Firearms, that's the other thing, man. Firearms don't, people are so afraid of guns. Like, it's like it's a dang snake. Yeah. Like, it's going to bite them. And I'm like, like you. there are people who have never shot a firearm who think that they're the, the ter- most terrible things on the planet. I could set an unloaded firearm on the counter and they wouldn't want to be in the same room. Yeah, with they're it. uncomfortable. Yep. And I'm like... And that's that's kind of one of the things that I was very clear and talking to my husband about it. Like, if we start trading tactical in the gym, like, we need to be careful. Because, obviously, we love all the members that we have. We have a great rapport. We've been able to build such an awesome environment that I don't want to not necessarily ruffle any feathers, but make anyone feel uncomfortable by having firearms in the gym, even though... There are no live rounds anywhere. Um, yeah. We come in, like you said, we do the check and all all dry fire is done. Dry fire. <laughs> yep. And they should be secured <laughs> exactly. properly when not in use. Exactly. And I think so something like that. Just want to make sure that if anybody, you know, pops into the gym, you know, super early for a class or we're still training or whatever, that they're okay with it. <laughs> That's probably where you'd have to like put a sign on the door, mm-hmm. right? That says, yeah. you know, tactical training in progress. Yes weapons being used please do not you know you'd have to do something right. like that and right. let everybody know these are tactical training times there will be firearms yep right but yeah no and, and the only way anybody's ever going to get more comfortable with a weapon is spending is spending time with it time with it yeah like they don't go bang unless you pull the trigger they don't go bang when you drop it on the ground <laughs> like the gun just going off like so i appendix carry okay and i've got friends who are like dude why are you why would you carry your gun right there? Like you're gonna shoot your you're gonna shoot your boys off. And I'm like, okay, no. first of all, look, no. <laughs> my my I'm like my holster has a trigger guard, so there's no possible way of pulling the trigger, right? I don't have a hammer that I have to pull back. I said, and 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 I also can't really gra- so I can't pull the trigger even on a on a pull. It has to clear the holster before I can pull it. And two, my gun, my particular gun, I have a, my carry yeah. gun is an XDS. Okay. So I have a Springfield Armory XDS, nine millimeter. Bummed that they didn't have the Hellcat when I first, when I bought that. But 
the XDS has a, now doesn't have a, a true safety per se, okay. but it has a grip safety. So you have to be holding it yep. a certain way Grip that's, how my, yeah. that's how my Nighthawk, night excuse yeah. me, Nighthawk is. Yeah, so so even <laughs> if I wanted to pull the trigger, if I was just like holding it like oddly, I couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. So no, gun safety is super important. Oh yeah. And I think even if, and if you're not comfortable, you're not going to go buy a gun. Even if you're not going to go buy a gun, go do a gun safety course. Yeah. Like just learn what they are. Yeah, it's definitely been on the bucket list to go get my CCW. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for quite some time. See, so, and Arizona is a concealed is a constitutional carry state, correct. which means you, you don't, don't have need to, it anymore. Yeah, for those of you guys yep. who are listening and you're not from Arizona, you probably think it's bonkers, but we don't actually have to have a license or a permit to carry concealed. So, correct. If the the state of Arizona has said <laughs> the Second Amendment is my permit to carry concealed. Um, but that being said, I highly recommend. Anybody who wants to carry concealed, if you're not going to get a CCW permit, then you should go take the class anyway. Right. Only because there's a lot of things <clears throat> liability-wise. The guy, when I took my course, I've taken it twice actually, he straight up, he said, how many of you guys carry? And, you know, a bunch of us raised our hands and he said, how many of you think that that gun is an asset? And just about everybody raised their hand. Right. And he goes, that nope. gun, that firearm that you carry every day is absolutely a liability. Oh, yeah. It is not an asset. It is a liability. And you yep. need to understand that it's a liability. Absolutely. Right? Like, so there were a lot of things that I learned. Like, he told this story. Um, I thought it was interesting. He told the story. He said, all right, after we'd almost gone through the whole course. Right. He's like, you guys have trained, you've shot in low light, you've shot in regular lighting. He's like, you've practiced your quick draw. You are for all intents and purposes. You are John Wayne. <laughs> he goes, now you're at Walmart. You're checking out. He's like, and you know how at the beginning of every Walmart, they have either the subway or the, or the McDonald's right at the oh, entrance. Yeah. He said, so you can see the McDonald's from where you're being checked out. You see a guy walk in with a rifle and he puts one bullet in each of the two cops heads that are sitting at the McDonald's, shoots another person and then makes his way back into the Walmart. Walks actually right past the registers. He goes, you've trained, you're John Wayne, man. He goes, so what are you gonna do? And he went around the room and asked everybody what they were gonna do, right? Are you gonna stay? Are you gonna follow him? Are you gonna leave? What are you gonna do? And the vast, the overwhelming majority of people in the class said they would go help, right? They would, he's like, that guy's totally unaware of you. He walked right past you. And he said, okay, great. A lot of you have decided that you're gonna go help. He said, so it's you're, you're following him through. He still doesn't know you're behind him. He's like, you got right up behind him. You got a good shot, good bead, and bang! He goes, you're dead. He goes, because what you didn't see and what you weren't paying attention for was the lady who walked in right behind him who also had a firearm that was that was concealed and was a pistol. Yep. He said, and you walked back, and she was actually partner with him, and she shot you in the head. And he, everybody was like, well, that was, he goes, and if you think that's far-fetched, he it's said, not. go look up Las Vegas Walmart shooting. He goes, it happened. He said, why do you carry a firearm? And I was like, to protect myself and my family? He goes, were you in any danger after, the, after he walked past you? I go, 
Technically, no. Technically, no. You, could, he, you had yeah. an escape route. He said, "Was it? Were you with any of your kids or your wife?" I was like, "No." He goes, "Your job then is to get to home. Leave. Is to get to be safe, right?" Yeah. He said, "So your job is to then leave and call the police." He said, "Because yeah. who's to say that? Let's say you do get a get a righteous shoot on that guy, right?" And but guess what? The cops. Somebody's called the cops. They don't know you're the good guy. And he, I've heard stories about that, about witnesses assuming the wrong person is yeah. the bad guy. He said, all they know is they're looking for a dude in a Walmart with, with a, gun. a gun. And guess what? You're a dude in a Walmart with a gun. Yep. So, you know, it was just, it was interesting to learn the different rules and things about yeah. carrying a firearm and, and who's going to prosecute who and what's really going to happen. Yeah, everything's circumstantial. It's, yeah. He was like, let's say you're in a parking lot. You shoot somebody. He said, what are you going to do next? And everybody just kind of sat there and he goes, you better know what you're going to do. You're going to carry a firearm. He goes, you better start doing CPR on that guy. I was like, he I'm kind of like, like what? what? I just shot him. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> because doing CPR on that guy shows that you had no malicious intent. Yeah. You're trying to save his life. He goes, I was like, oh, and he's like, yeah. He goes, when the cops show up, what are you going to say to him? I was like, ah, uh, he goes, you're going to tell him. He said, good people go to jail because they try to explain themselves. Oh, jeez. He said, what you're going to tell him is, I'm really sorry. I'm a little frazzled right now. I, 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 I want to give you the best statement I possibly can. I will call you. I will give you guys a statement tomorrow when I'm in a better frame of mind. But right now I can't do that. Yeah. He said, and then if they've let you go, then you call your lawyer. You tell your lawyer what happened and you let your lawyer give your statement. Yeah. He goes, good people go to jail all the time because they want to do the right thing and they're trying to explain what happened. He said, the cops are there to make sure that somebody goes to jail. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I remember my mom telling me a story when she went through CCW and she had said that the instructor kind of asked her the same, same questions and said, you know, a gentleman is approaching you, um, is a threat. Yep. Um, I don't exactly remember the details of the story, but he was within five feet of her. Mm-hmm. And he says, what are you going to do? And she said, well, I, I'll pull my gun out. And he goes, absolutely not. By the time he recognizes that you you are drawing your gun out, he's already on you. Yep. He's on you. And now that weapon is being used against you. The 21 foot rule. Yeah. And she was feet. just like... Oh, like her mind was blown at that point. Oh, no, I, I was I was blown away when I found out that if somebody's within 21 feet of me, I can't draw, Correct. rack, or draw and shoot fast enough, enough time. for that guy to not get to me, especially at a yep. full dead sprint. The other thing that was pretty shocking was like, if somebody's following me in a parking lot and he does, and he or she doesn't have a weapon out, hasn't made any kind of verbal threats, but is just like being a nuisance and being annoying and kind of like menacing a little bit. Yeah. I can't pull my gun out nope. and show it to him and be like, Hey dude, back off. I've got a gun. Cause now I'm in the wrong because yep. I've just brandished like that was the stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's why like when, if anybody is going to carry again, go to through the class, even if you yes. don't go through the distance, go the distance of getting your permit, go through the class. Yeah. 
right? Now in Arizona, if somebody's in your house, you can shoot him, no questions asked, no problem, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what you can't do is shoot him if he's got a TV in both, if he's got your t- both hands with a TV and he's running out the door, sorry, you can't shoot him to protect your property because at that point, with no hands available and leaving the house, he's, he's no longer a threat. Right. So you can't shoot him. But you see somebody walking into your kid's room, you, can, you get to shoot him in the back, no questions asked. Yeah, it's it's an interesting world and it's something that we constantly need to be growing in, right? Mm-hmm. Constantly learning and and that's why I'm just so excited to get all into this stuff. Yeah. It's something I've been wanting to do and it just kind of happened at the right time and it's great. So here well, we are. And I would and look, and I'm don't get me wrong, I would love to live in a world where guns weren't necessary. Right. Right? But unfortunately. I, but unfortunately, <laughs> guns guns are somewhat necessary. And, oh, yeah. and I, like I say all the time, I would much rather have it and not need it, have the skill and not need it than to need it and, and not, have, not it. have it. Yeah. So, but no, the tactical games are super cool. That's awesome. And you guys are doing, well, you guys have all the strongman stuff. So you guys have all yeah, the ability to, we do. to do <laughs> so all it's the, been, it's been nice. Yeah. With all the, the yoke carries and jump overs and, um, and like you said, learning it with fully geared up and all that extra weight is, it's interesting. It's, it's something else. Like if you've never, if you've never worn a, a plate armored vest or even just like done Murph with a, with, right. a, with plates on, that's, it switches it up a little bit. It's hard to breathe. <laughs> like if you've got it cinched down pretty good, like that plate on your yeah. chest and on your back, like you, it's hard to get some expansion. Yeah. And honestly, the biggest adjustment for me with the equipment is the sling of the lever, the rifle. Really? Um, yeah, because you constantly oh. feel the band on your neck and it's just trying to find a comfortable spot. Um, one of the events that they had to do in St. George was to go basically on a mile. They called it a run, but it was more of like a shuffle, a hike yeah. <laughs> through mountains, <laughs> Okay. Um, fully geared. Yeah. So yeah, just having to just adjust as comfortable as you can through a mile run with all your gear is it's a different pocket. So is it, yeah. So is there, so that's the question. Like, is there required? So obviously 15 pound vest, Mm -hmm. um, you can have whatever sling you want. You have to have a rifle though. Yep. Yeah. It's two gun. There's not necessarily length requirements on your rifle. I believe there is, but I don't know what it is specifically. So you can't necessarily bring a pistol, like a pistol caliber AR, Correct. like short barreled rifle Correct. type thing. Well, I know that there's rifles out there that shoot um, nines. Uh-huh. And I believe that those are allowed. Don't quote me on that. Um, you might have to. But yeah. you don't necessarily want to because they're not going to be as accurate long range, right? Possibly. With yeah, a yeah. nine, right? right? No, so, I gotcha. And then, like, but do you have to wear pants? No. Really? You can wear shorts. I guess you're still going to get scraped up if you're crawling around. Oh, sometimes. You would want to yeah. wear pants. And then, like, <laughs> so, like, I guess it doesn't matter, but like boots, right? Like, or is it like you have to wear, what was like, like what were guys wearing? Were they, were, was everybody pretty much wearing boots? Were they like um, the all like wearing like Oakley or Nike? Like, no, they definitely weren't like in running shoes by any means. I saw a couple people like in nobles. Um, oh, okay. Uh, they make five eleven shoes. Oh, um, okay. So a lot of guys had those on and then, yeah, some boots, high like, boots, army probably get boots. some like high top ultras. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then obviously all the gear, you have to have head, like ear protection. Yep, ears and eyes. Okay. Yeah. What a fun sport. Yeah, it's it's been a ride. And it's, I haven't been doing it very long. It's only been, what, a month and a half or so since I've started getting into it. And there's just so much more to learn. And I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm excited. I want to come down. Do you guys have a regular time you train? So right now we're doing Tuesday, Thursday at 2.30. Um, it's when we're doing our dry fire drills. And right then we in the middle do of the bang work. day. And I know, but that's what fits no, into our schedule I, right No, now. I know. <laughs> um, our gym is pretty packed in the afternoons yeah, from yeah. 4 to 7. So, um, and I... As much as I love my gym, I also love my family. So it also means so. Is I'm gonna, so what you're saying is I'm going to have to plan out in advance, book some time, block off some time. And, there you go. Okay. And you can always join us on Saturday mornings too when we go oh, out to the desert. Gotcha. So, yeah. So we're doing that. Um, we haven't announced it officially by any means, but yeah. if people want to come join, we are more than happy um, to just, have them. Just another membership and. Yeah. It, so if you're in the Mesa, Mesa, Gilbert, Queen Creek, greater basically East Valley, and you want to train tactical, CrossFit Rhydo yep. is the place to be. My husband's gearing it up. and Well, because he was, he was former military, right? Yes. Is he a Marine? He was in the Army. Army. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> okay, he's going to take offense to that. Sorry. Army. <laughs> Army. <laughs> Not the Marines. Yeah. So he's actually been... Um, he participated in a competition at Rio this past Saturday. Oh, right on. Yeah. They called it like an apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. It was actually really cool. We'll have to get Curtin here. So you will. You will. Because he'll be able to expand on all this so much more than I ever could. No, this has been awesome. So, I'm not, no, that's, I, that just sounded like <laughs> freaking A. Why no, I got the, I got the wrong one in here. I got to get Curtin. I mean, Kurt. you kind of did. No, but. <laughs> not at all. No, he's just so much more experienced with firearms and, and yeah. being in the military and, um, it's always been a passion of his anyway. Sure. Um, and so to finally be able to execute it with the fitness, because obviously yeah. we still love that very much. It's been kind of a dream come true. That's in all, awesome. In all honesty. So. Well, awesome. Well, so where so where can everybody find, I don't know if you want to give out your personal stuff, CrossFit Rhydo. Like, so where can people find you and we all, have a the, website, all the things? CrossFitRhydo.com. So that's, um, that's, that's R-A-I-D-H-O. Yes. It looks like Raido, <laughs> but it's Rido. Not Rido. spelling, I know. No. But, um, yeah, you can go onto our website. Um, we have a contact us section on there. You okay. can just send us an email. Um, go to our Instagram page, Facebook page. Okay. Um, message us basically anywhere. It all comes to me anyways, whether it's my cell phone number or text message instagram email they all come to our cell phones Call so. your phone right <laughs> so anyway so yeah, come straight to me and and we'll be able to hook you up well, awesome thanks jen yeah thank you